Welcome to the free sermon podcast of the Potter's House Church in Virginia Beach, affiliated with Christian Fellowship Ministries. Our vision is winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. It's Tuesday, where you're going to hear a powerful testimony of God's grace revealed in human lives. Each Tuesday, you'll hear Pastor Adam interviewing pastors from around the world to share the mighty miracles that God has done in their lives to give you hope for yours. We share the stories of the men behind the messages you hear every other day on this podcast. Keep in mind that the free version only includes a portion of the whole testimony interview. To listen to the full version, use the links in the show notes to subscribe via Apple Podcasts or Supercast.tech. Every dollar goes to supporting world evangelism. Enjoy today's Testimony Tuesday. All right, welcome back to Testimony Tuesday on the VBPH Sermon Podcast. We are very glad that you're with us. And uh, for those of you who are listening to the free version of this podcast, we want to remind you this is a preview only. You're only going to get 20 to 25 minutes of this interview. Uh, if you want to hear the remainder of it, you got to become a subscriber. But guess what? It's a good thing because all of your subscription money is going to world evangelism. We are not keeping a dime of it, so make sure uh, to check the notes. Uh, the links are there to, to become a subscriber today, and we are just so blessed and privileged to have a guest with us tonight, and his name is Pastor Brad Robertson. Welcome to the Sermon Podcast, sir. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, well, it's it's great. Uh, I, I love the opportunity to, to get to talk to people that I don't talk to that often, and you're one of those, so... Um, we uh we actually just featured one of your sermons it was actually yeah people don't like it when i do this you know the 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 first sermon that you ever preach in front of a large <laughs> church so uh so this was your farewell sermon when, after you had got launched out of the chandler church i believe this was was it how how long ago was that 2019 october 2019 yeah yeah, yeah so I, I didn't mind it so much but my wife was like oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> so oh, if you yeah. Yeah, if you're listening to this now, you can go back to um, one of our Friday messages a couple of weeks back, and uh, you'll, you'll get to hear Pastor Robertson preaching with great uh, with with great uh, uh, passion and fire uh, <laughs> as he was being launched out uh, after the conference there, 2019. So, Pastor Robertson, welcome. We're glad that you're here, and um, uh, thanks for making time for us. No problem. I I never done this, but it's uh, I like venturing out into different formats to see what can happen yeah for sure so uh yeah each week we do uh, an interview with a pastor and um i'm just amazed for me personally it's awesome because i get to i get to make connections with guys and build relationships and so i i appreciate that part of it just for my personal life but um what makes this so awesome is that you know these stories uh are so diverse and so, you know, just, you, you can never, uh, you can never predict what's going to come out of a pastor's mouth when they start talking about their testimony. So I'm just amazed at, at what God does and how he uses these interviews. So, so Brad, why don't you tell us a little bit about you, your background, where'd you grow up? So I grew up in the Phoenix area. Um, I actually grew up in Mesa, Arizona, then the age of sixth grade ish we moved out to gilbert arizona where my my dad bought two and a half acres for my mom because she was boarding horses and my dad was like well let's stop boarding horses and 
have them all on the same property. And so we moved out to Gilbert and uh, that was before Gilbert was anything. Um, I don't know if you've been around Gilbert recently, you've seen the Mercy Gilbert Hospital. Right. Um, a block south of there is actually where my house used to be. Oh, wow. So that was, you know, and at the time there was nothing, a Circle K was three miles away and that was the closest thing to our house um, back then. But grew up in a house, both parents there, married by, you know, my parents were married until my dad passed away. Um, but, you know, just living life, basically. Um, now I look back on it and it was great teenage time because my dad was out of town working. My mom worked nights. And as a teenager, you got to do whatever you wanted to do. Yeah. Got a and, lot of freedom. Yeah. With freedom came no responsibilities. Ah. <laughs> so, um, so did you have brothers and sisters? I have one older brother and one younger sister. Okay. So you're middle child. I'm the middle child. Yes. And what what's the separation between older and younger? Uh, my brother's two and a half years older than me. My sister's two years younger than me. Okay, so, so very evenly spaced. I read right. this book some time ago about birth order, and so I'm always curious because it has such a impact on personalities. So, okay, well, tell me about uh, what, what were the relations like relationships like in your family? Um, I come from a family of robots. Robots. Which, yeah. So, um, the reality of funerals because i've been to a few of them uh growing up no one cried at funerals there was no crying there was no weeping it was almost like a family reunion for every funeral whether it was tragic or whether it was early i know one of them at a young age we went to my uncle's funeral in california he died at like 42 years old heart oh, wow. attack. fireman heart attack we went there nobody cried Nobody was sad. We all sat around talking, eating like it was a family reunion. Uh huh. And I've only realized this most recently because my, my wife, you know, I thought it was normal because <laughs> as a kid, you don't know what's abnormal till you experience other people's lives. And my right. wife, she's like, you have no emotions. And I kept thinking, <laughs> well, I mean, what am I supposed to have? I, I haven't seen any emotions my whole life. So, you know, you go through life. And so, um, growing up, you know, we, my, a lot of my dad's family members passed away and we'd have to go to funerals. And it was, like I said, never consoling and never, nobody was crying. Like you see the movies of people wailing that direct opposite. Yeah. Direct polar opposite. It was like, oh, we're going to have a, a luncheon or something. And that's what happened. Do you see this also in your extended family? Like, is that, that's a, a thing? Like, I, I mean, I don't think I've ever heard somebody describe their entire family as robots. So I'm just curious. Um, well, obviously, you know, like my sister's more emotional than even my mom, my mom. So my dad passed away a couple of years ago before I got sent out and my mom calls me. Mm-hmm. And she's like, um, well, I want to let you know uh, your father passed away. Oh, my gosh. When, Mom? About 30 minutes ago. <laughs> Are you serious? Literally the exact conversation. Like, oh, my gosh. What? Yep. I, I just wanted to call and let you know. What? Like, How? Why? What happened? Um, and she told me, the, you know, the extents of it. And it was tragic, you know. You know, 
not tragic, like, you know, he passed, he was being transported for a sickness and he, what they call aspirated. He threw up in his mouth. They didn't catch it. He basically, you know, Ugh. choked on his vomit and died. Terrible. Sounds terrible. It does. <laughs> but reality is, is like my mom calls me not crying, not weeping, not trying to hold back tears. Mm-hmm. I just want to let you know, like, so it, <laughs> the woman it, that she's been married to for, or my husband, my dad, they've been married for, I think they got married in 71. Yeah. So 50 years. They, you know, 50 years they've been, or it would have been 50 years and they've been married. Yeah. And just. So you know. s- stiff upper, upper lip. Like, uh, is this a British thing? What is that? <laughs> um, I don't know. They, we have lineage everywhere so i don't know my mom says we're english our last name is uh scottish so i have no idea yeah it could be who knows but that that's an interesting i so i wonder how that how has that played out in your life like there no well, doubt that me, there are, no problem there's some strengths <laughs> but also probably would bring some weaknesses yeah well you know then you try to get in relationships and i have no emotions in relationships <laughs> so the woman doesn't, you know, like my wife, she's like, I can't tell. Are you into this? Do you like this? What do you do? <laughs> yeah, I like it a lot. And what's funny How is you... your, your your wife is the polar opposite, too. She's oh, yeah. extremely expressive. Uh, if if you want a successful marriage, marry someone your direct opposite and it'll <laughs> help you out. Wow. So, okay. So, so back, back to your teenage years. So you, you had a lot of freedom. Uh, yeah. So at, at 16, I got my driver's license went out every Friday, Saturday night, living it up, did whatever I wanted. Um, many desert parties, driving drunk at a 16 years old, grace of God was on my life. Mm. I can point to two separate times before salvation that I knew God spared me mm-hmm. and I spared me. Not like, Oh, I got hurt. Like I should have died and nothing happened. Like, no broken bones, no, uh, you know, anything. It's like, I walked away from all of these experiences and it's like, you know, people looked at me like, how did you not get hurt? And I'm like, uh, at then, of course I'm, you know, arrogant, you know, cause I can't get put down. I, you know, whatever. But now I look back and I go, no, I'm pretty sure God had his hand upon me somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did so, you have a, did you have any kind of spiritual background or ch- church influence in your life? Um, I went to the church of the chosen frozen. Okay. It was a Lutheran church. Okay. I don't, you, I don't know Good if Lutherans. you know. Yeah. I don't know if you know Lutherans. Uh, my mom was raised Lutheran and um, basically it's like a lukewarm version of Catholicism. Yeah. It's, you know, you know, there's no conviction. There's no draw to repentance. There's no holiness. There's none of that I experienced. And uh, honestly, we went to church when I was a kid up to about 16 years old. And then my mom got too busy with work and my dad was out of town working, trying to make money that, and my dad never went with us to church. Mm. to start with. Um, And so my mom took us to church. She was very, very, you know, we only went to church Sunday morning very religious. We did it. But reality at the end of the day, nothing was sewn into me that was lasting. It was, 
And to the point in my teenage years, I wanted to get confirmed because confirmation meant you could light the candles on stage. Ah. And as a kid and as a boy, you want to light those candles on stage. That is your whole goal in life. <laughs> Let me play with fire in a church. <laughs> right. So I went through confirmation. Well, during the confirmation process, um, the, uh, the light behind me makes this wash out. Sorry. Um, the uh, confirmation process, I, we had a, a certain point at, in time that we asked the pastors, because we were talking about sin, forgiveness, when do we become forgiven of our sins? Okay, all of that had to be like, for a teenager, you're giving boundaries, you know, mm-hmm. but what happens is, is through that, we pressed our, that pastor, when does God forgive you of your sins? I, I'll never forget this till the day I die. And, you know, cause that gives you the line in the sand, right? This right. is, this is the boundary. This is the boundary God wants to give you. And he said, God just knows and forgives you. So now you just gave a teenager a license License. sin, and to know God will just forgive you. Mm. All you had to know is know God, right? You just like see a picture of him on the wall. That's Jesus right there. We're good to go. And unfortunately, it, it didn't pan out well for just knowing God and he just forgave me. It didn't. It's destructive because, because it, it destroys any fear of God that you, that you would have had before. Correct. And I had no fear of God. Even at one point in my twenties, um, me and my friend, Bob used to say, Hey, when we get to hell, what are we going to say? Hey, Bob. And we would make jokes that we would see each other in hell. Like I'd look back on that going, I had to be insane. Yeah. Like being okay, one with going to hell and two thinking it's going to be a party. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just it's crazy. But that's so that's my life, you know. Okay. So did you go to Gilbert High School? I did and graduated in 1993. 93. Okay. So you're a few years older than me. Uh I won't hold it against you. And <laughs> um so uh so okay, so then what next? Did you, you started working? Yep. So I said a week out of graduating from high school, um, still living the same life, but, but, you know, like I said, every weekend partied in high school, then now I got to get a job, got a job, figured out what I'm trying to do in life, surveying, now working 40 hours a week, doing, just living what everybody would consider a normal life, mm-hmm. going to work, partying on the weekends. Okay. Rinse and repeat. Yeah. <laughs> so so that that kind of lifestyle wears out pretty quick in most most of my experience right what, what was the price that you started paying because of that um for me i never built any lasting relationships um i would jump from friendship to friendship to friendship to friendship and i never built the relationships that I, that everyone has like, Oh, I talked to so-and-so from, I've had a friend for 20 years. I don't have that. Mm. And it, you know, and because of that, it was just, Oh, well, this group of friends is doing this. I'll do that. And I was never loyal to any 
even friendships even then. And I was just like, okay, if you're doing something fun, I'm going there. Oh, you're doing stuff me fun over here. And these people didn't know each other. Like I had acquaintances, but I never had like deep friendships. Okay. And so it really affected me to a point, but then also I was numb to my life because emotions and questioning things. I just put my head down, went to work end of the day. And so life rolled up and went by real fast. Wow. So uh, how old were you when you first heard the gospel? Um, so it's actually kind of almost a reverse. Um, I met my wife, we were, uh, put on a blind date. She was backslidden from the Potter's house in Bullhead. Wow. So that's why everybody kind of makes a mistake and thinks that I would, I got saved in Bullhead because my wife was backslidden from Bullhead. So as she talks in her mind, in her, her timeframes, people think, well, if she knows Brad. And she went to church there. So they must know each other from there. Mm-hmm. No. My sister was her friend. Mm-hmm. They met up while she was backslidden. Put us on a blind date. And that's how we met. Oh, wow. And so then we started shacking up, doing living wrong. And then finally, God dealt with her. And we got married. And then on our, our night of being married, you know, the honeymoon night she asks me now that we're right with god what's stopping you from giving your life to jesus and i was like what are you talking about and so she explained salvation to me oh, never wow. had a, i've never had salvation explained to me because once again you're lutheran god just knows and so she explained salvation to me i said well she goes you're a good person you don't really do anything wrong like i actually ended up quitting drinking before i got saved wow the two duis didn't help Ooh. <laughs> so that's, you know, there's a motivating factor involved in, and I realized in my own personality, I don't drink for the occasion or for the whatever I drink straightly. Let's get this party started. Right. It was never ended. Right. <laughs> mm. So I knew, okay, I'm doing something wrong. Let's stop that part of it. And so, you know, so she pressed me and was like, you don't drink, you don't smoke, you know, you kind of like, you're pretty much like a good person. Why not this? And I was like, I don't know. She goes, so just pray with me. And so that's when I accepted Jesus is the night we got married. Wow. What an eventful day. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> wow. So, uh, okay. So how old were you then? I think I was 29. 29. Okay. Well, the reason I ask is because if... If a salvation does not take place in the teenage years, then it, first of all, is pretty rare, comparatively speaking, from people who get saved in their teen years or early 20s versus those who are in their later 20s or 30s. Just because of the nature of life, you know, you t- start getting set in your ways right. and, you know, stuck in bad habits and stuff like that. So. Uh, the fact that you got saved at 29, also like Pastor Campbell, he, his testimony, he got saved at 29. Right. And and so what I've noticed, and tell me if this is true in your life or not, is that people who are getting saved later on, that are, they're not teenagers, that it seems to be something that you really, uh, you're not jumping into without understanding, like, this is something serious. 
and it's more of a conscious decision like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna serve jesus now is that is that how it was for you well to a point so my wife prayed with me but we didn't start going back to a fellowship church okay so we were still working through that and then so we went to some other churches and tried to work it out but unfortunately for my wife she is she got saved in our fellowship Mm-hmm. So she knows what mm-hmm. is and isn't, and it's like ingrained. And so you, you get know, a sling Gilbert finally, at this point. Yeah, we're living, in, you know, I never moved up to Bullhead ever. Okay. So she moved down with me and that's where we got married. And so we moved around or we went to different churches trying to figure out one. And she finally was like, you know what? I need to go back to the church. And so she didn't think I would want to. So she asked me. And she prayed about it and I was like, yeah, let's go. Why not? And so that's when, that's when we finally went back to, and we actually found a church and we, that's when we started going to the door in a Chandler. And so right. when I started going there, that's when I actually responded to an altar and she didn't even expect that. It was oh, one wow. of those sermons where pastor Campbell preached, pulled the altar call. And it was like everything that he was talking about was right inside of me mm-hmm. before I knew it. My hand went in the air and I was like, what am I doing? Yeah. And I went to the altar then to, you know, and responded. So, um, but even, yeah. So even though I had said a sinner's prayer with my wife in the room, whatever, I made it public then. Yeah. That's when it kind of became real. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, definitely the idea that I wasn't going to just, I didn't want the first service we went to it was, you know, down like God had to really just be like, are you sure? Yep. Okay. Mm. And that was the same way with me being filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay. Well, yeah. Talk about that. What was that like? If you'd like to hear the rest of this sermon, subscribe today. It's only $3 a month when you subscribe at supercast.tech or $4.99 per month when subscribing in Apple Podcasts. Links are in the show notes. We thank you for joining us on this special preview of the VBPH Sermon Podcast. Thanks again for listening to the free version of the VBPH Sermon Podcast, where we post sermons on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. We also have a premium version of this podcast, which posts sermons and interviews every single day of the week. So why would you want to subscribe? I'm glad you asked. I have five reasons for you. Number one, on the premium version, we post full versions of Testimony Tuesday, Pastor Campbell Thursday, and Study Day Saturday. If you'd like to hear those episodes, then subscribe now. Reason number two, uninterrupted listening. We remove all ads and all extraneous content from our premium feed. Reason number three, premium episodes always release six hours earlier than the free version. If you're an early bird, it's a great reason to subscribe. Number four, our subscribers will gain access to our sermon chat group on WhatsApp, where we interact directly with listeners around the globe. If you'd like to chat with other premium subscribers, subscribe today. And finally, every dollar we raise goes to world evangelism. This is the best reason to subscribe because you are helping us launch churches all around the world. We don't put one dime in our pockets. Everything that we raise from this podcast will go directly to Thursday night of Chandler Conference. 
So please subscribe today by using the links in the show notes below. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to the sermon podcast of the Virginia Beach Potter's House Church. Were you blessed by today's message? Let us know. Please leave us a rating on Apple Podcast or on Podchaser. We'll be back next time with another life-changing word from heaven. God bless. God bless.